Hello and welcome to this week's episode of B Word. Can you believe that January is almost done like already? One of my goals with this podcast is to help set intentions for the future and to help encourage folks to think things through. Uh, there are so many topics to address the foundation or the base of one's success, especially if we want to set ourselves on a solid path for a successful year. So I wanted to go ahead and jump in and talk about something that was instilled in me by my mother and from a very early age and my father. Uh, so let's not discredit his contributions, but that is a budget or as I'm going to call it, budgeting. <laughs> so before we jump in on this topic, I want to go ahead and yo, DJ, drop that beat for me. Mm. Yes. All right. As I said it, and I'm going to say it again, this week's B word is budget or as I prefer to say it, budgeting. That's right. So make sure you say it like that, too. You know, so you say it with me, budgeting. Ha. I almost heard you that time. As you already know, my name is B. Alexander. I'm the host of the B word. And we are going to talk about budgeting and oh, excuse me, budgeting. Because budgeting is very important. Um, your budget and how you adhere to your budget is crucial to your financial success. Let me say that again. See, your budget and how you adhere to your budget is crucial to your financial success. See, because your budget determines what you can actually afford to do or buy. It's how you can make sure you can catch flights and still have a home to come back to. I know many of us dream of that baller lifestyle. You know, I'm a little old school, so my dreams might be a little different from yours. Maybe you want a tiny house. But for me, man, listen, I've wanted to have one of those MTV crib style houses. You know what I'm saying? Like driving around in a Lambo or a Bentley, you know, having some dude named Ponsworth or Jeffrey be the valet and help keep your house in order all while traveling the world in a private jet. Because y'all know, in the dream, work is optional, right? So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Because I know that like some of you, we hoping to hit that lottery one of these days. You know, Powerball now up to three days a week, Mega Millions down to two. Depending on your state, y'all can probably have like a pick three, pick four, like every day. It just really depends. I don't play all those, I'm gonna be honest. You know, but hey, it happens for some folks, you know, it's a, only like a one in one billion chance that you will win. And why can't that one be you or me? That's my thought on that. But until we are rolling in the money, actually, matter of fact, not until we are, because this is really important, even if you had all the money. OK, because you still need to know where your money is going. Look, I'm no finance guru, but. I am a person who is figuring it out so that I can achieve the financial goals that I have set for myself. I actually have no problem sharing with you the process or my process that I take in order to, you know, understand where my money is going every month. So if you're a little old school like me, go ahead, grab a notebook and a pencil or a pen 
and be ready with your phone open to, let's say, your banks, your credit cards, or have easy access to these things because we about to reveal the truth to ourselves. So I'll wait. You go ahead, hit that pause button. So the very first thing that I like to address is the glorious part, hopefully, (laughs) for at least some of us, and that's income. So right at the top of your page, you want to go ahead and write that word income, right? And underline it. Okay. Underneath that, I want you to go ahead and I would love for you to break out like where you're getting your income from and how much you anticipate earning from that that job. So this means if you got your nine to five, you go ahead and write it down. I mean, if it's Caesar's Palace or is Arco, it doesn't matter that salary or income for you. So let's go ahead and and get that written out. If it's part time, you know, understand that 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 amount of money could fluctuate. So I I like to think of it as averages and not so much as the actual amount being that it could fluctuate up or down and hopefully more so up. So you could go ahead and just make sure you write them all down. So all the forms of income that you got. So if it's from your job, you got that side hustle, you know, you volunteering, not so much because volunteering is a zero dollar amount per month. You know, you volunteer your time. They don't usually reimburse you. It might make you feel good, but let me tell you something. You cannot pay rent with them fillers. Trust me, I know, because, well, I tried. Now, this is your opportunity to go ahead and jot all of it down. So I am not with any organization. This is in your own personal information, all right? So I want to make sure you are including everything that you got coming in. So this includes spousal support, child support, disability, workers' comp, unemployment. That's all what you need to have included in your budget. And so that way you can identify how much you have to spend on everything else. In addition to, to just the income portion, I actually like to also break it out. If I can understand when I'm going to get this payment, some jobs pay on the first and the 15th, some jobs pay on the 15th and the 30th. Some jobs are every two weeks. Some jobs are even once a month. And trust me, those want the month jobs, this, this, this budget ting is very important. Please be sure that you are writing down only the amount after taxes are taken out of the check. The reason I want to make sure I say this is because you're not paying that out or let alone you're not receiving that information or receiving that money. So let's not budget to have it when we don't have it. Trust me when I tell you that there's nothing like budgeting and then going back to realize that you did it wrong. I would hate for you to be sitting there at the end of the month trying to figure out why you ain't got no money left. So let's make sure we got the answer to that question now. Okay, so go ahead and get all that written out and you can hit pause before we move forward. But I do want to make sure that you get it all written out and then right uh, right below or beside, I want you to add it all together. And so you can see how much money you actually bring in. How much is coming into that bank account? But don't fall in love with it. OK, so understand this is just what's coming in. All 
All right. Now tell me, how did that feel? What that number looking like? It looking good to you? Feel like you should be able to live off of that number? I hope so. Because right now, your feelings about to get real hurt. And I'm sorry, but somebody's got to do it. So I want you to take a deep breath. Before we jump in, because we're going to get started with them expenses. Let's start off with the necessities. I'm talking about them bare necessities. Yeah, I know. I had to throw in that blue reference. Y'all know how I am about my B words. <laughs> so those necessities, those those things that you know, absolutely, they got to get paid. Those things. Ooh, let me tell you. So let's go down to the next line. Uh, maybe create a little space in between. And on the same sheet of paper, let's create a new category. Uh, we'll start, we'll label this one necessities. And this is where I want you to go ahead and identify the things that let's just say you can't really live without. They're the primary things that you have for your home. So that means we'll we'll put your your rent, your mortgage, you know, because you have to keep this roof over your head and you already know how much that costs regularly, right? And let's just say you don't know how much that costs. Well, now would be a great time to go ahead and log into your bank account or however you pay for your rent and your mortgage and go ahead and label that. Get that listed out for yourself. This category is going to be a little bit different because I do want to make sure that you list out how much, who it's going to, and what day is it owed. So that way you have an understanding of when that money needs to come out that account. Okay. So again, that is first column would be, you know, who you're paying. The next would be how much you're paying. And the third would be the date you need to pay it. I personally like to list some other necessities a little separately, but if you want to, you can go ahead and include utilities in this section. If not, we'll finish up uh, on that necessity of the roof over your head, tally it all up and jot that over on the right hand side or right below and then skip down and create that utilities section. Same thing in this section, you want to include each of the utilities that you pay how much you need to pay each month and the date that it is due. Now, I had a little bit of a discussion with a friend of mine. We we kind of disagreed a little bit on this one, but I believe that if you pay for the internet, this is where the internet belongs. I believe that the internet is a utility and not a luxury at this point in time. The government also supports this idea, which is why they created the Affordable Connectivity Program to make sure that kids all over the U.S. have access to the Internet and able to comply with whatever school's standards are at this time. Again, under utilities, I would include the Internet. Now, same thing. You want to go ahead and tally that all up either right below or to the right of it and get that number. Next up. We got some fun stuff coming. This includes insurance. <laughs> All right. So for the insurance section, I personally like to break it out uh, as a separate entity because although it is a necessity, you might be able to get this number changed. Like, hear me out. You have a car. You get car insurance for your car. Let's say you paying a lot. This is California. California policies are high. California policies are expensive. They are some of the highest in the nation. Oftentimes, 
when you are shopping for a policy, you get to choose who you're going to go with. You could go with any of the top brands or top companies, or you could go with someone that's smaller, depending on how much they offer you for the coverage and things like that. So to me, insurance should be separate because it is a changeable number. So that means car insurance, renters, mortgage insurance. If you are paying separately for health insurance, you want to go ahead and put that right there. I know that I actually get a little like tech protection package for insurance to make sure that if anything goes wrong up in my house, I want to make sure it can get taken care of. So I pay insurance for that. Now you want to do the same thing for this section and you want to make sure you have the entity, how much you're paying and when you need to pay it by. Go ahead and jot that down. Ooh, it's getting, it's getting a little warm in here. Let me tell you, cause I'm working along with y'all. Okay. I am definitely sitting here working along. And trust me, I don't like what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> so next, we have credit cards and loans. See, the recent rebirth of the buy now, pay later has a lot of people scrambling to make ends meet. This is because they don't understand the agreement they are making in contrast to the amount that they earn. So before you swipe another credit card or set up another Affirm or Klarna, let's take a look at what you're already paying. Credit cards are different from the necessity group as they charge interest and what you pay first applies to the interest and then the remainder applies to the principal balance. So you check that out. When you first make a payment on your credit card, the amount that you pay is applied to the interest that has been charged to the principal balance already. And then if there's something left over after you paid for the interest, then that amount is then paid towards the principal balance. That's why when you're looking at your cars and you're knowing you paid a lot of money already, it's not as much as you think because that amount is not applied to the principal balance. So this is why you have to be careful. You have to be careful when you're messing with those credit cards. I do want to uh, shout out that the credit cards do us a great service. Believe it or not, they actually do do us a great service because if you look at your actual bill on the printout, it will tell you some very important information. So it tells you like the name, the, the amount, how much is your interest currently? You know, what's your bill, your, your balance to date? But also there's a box on that first page that will tell you how long it will take you to pay off this credit card if you continue to pay the minimum balance owed. That's right. It will tell you. And for some folks, that number, ooh, that number is astronomical. But if you look right below in the same box, it may also tell you that if you paid a little bit more, how quickly that credit card will get paid off. So that could be a difference of one year to five years. You just never know. So take a look at that on your credit card statements when you get a chance, because that might come in handy in the future. Another important thing to note is the more you pay per month on your credit card, the faster you get it paid off. Just like I was just saying, it's not even just the faster it gets paid off. It's actually the less you will spend over time. Believe it or not, if you paid more, you would overall spend less over time. It's for the same principles that I was explaining before, that the amount that you pay first goes to the interest that was charged for the previous month. But then also 
the the remaining is it applied to the principal balance. That means that when it applies the interest in the following month, it will have less to apply it against. And therefore, there will be less interest paid. And each time you do that, the lower and lower and lower that balance gets and the faster you'll get it paid off and the better you'll probably feel because you won't have to pay them no more. At least that's always my goal. If you have any of those buy now accounts, you want to do the same thing as the credit cards. Again, I want you to identify the name of each lender, if you will, how much you still owe. So the balance on the credit cards, the balance of the uh, buy now, pay laters and buy uh, the same thing with loans even because loans should also go in this section. And then I want you to include the interest rate. Understanding what the interest rate can be very important as you're analyzing your finances. Then I want you to include the date at which you need to make each of these payments. And a nice little fun one on the side is the minimum payment. So this is the minimum amount you would need to pay to keep your credit card or your balance current. You know, we don't want nobody falling into collections over in this piece, okay? That's not what we're here to do. This next section is your subscriptions. Oh, we forget about these sometimes because they're on automatic payments. They make sure of this. Trust me, if I could come up with a subscription, I probably would. Not going to lie to y'all, okay? But here's the thing. Subscriptions will drain your account. Y'all believe me? Let's take a look at these numbers then. So like many of you, subscriptions can be everything to you, right? I'm talking Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, MGM, Showtime, Stars, Amazon, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Right now, you have an opportunity to go ahead and go through all the subscriptions that you are currently paying for. I want you to get all of them written down. And in the same manner as when we went over the insurance, the utilities, and, and your rent and the necessities, I want you to include the names of each subscription, the amount for each one, and then the date in which it's coming out of your account. But I don't want you to limit it to just streaming services. I know you were probably thinking, yeah, I only got Netflix or I only got Hulu. Maybe you even only have Disney Plus. But at the end of the day, that's not the only thing you're probably subscribing to. You got music subscriptions. You got that YouTube Music, Spotify, Apple Music. These are all different subscriptions that are really important for us to acknowledge because this is money that is coming out of your account. Anything like me, I get to use a little Adobe here and there. My Adobe subscription falls under this category. What if you are finance subscriptions? Intuit has a full suite in order to help you, you know, make sure that you're able to manage your funds. They are also the ones responsible for, uh, what's it, tax? One of those tax platforms, you know, where they tell you you can file for free. You check them out, I guess. I, I wouldn't know. I'll be honest with you. I use a tax person. <laughs> Shout out to my mama. Love you. <laughs> so um, I want you to go ahead and make sure you've outlined all of your subscriptions. So each one of these should have like a layout and have an understanding of how much you're paying out for subscriptions, how much you're paying out for credit cards and loans, how much you're paying out for insurance, how much are you paying out for utilities? How much are you paying out for that rent? Now, in a separate spot at the top, see, because at the top, you only wrote the income and when you expected to receive it. Now we're going to write a tally for the expenses. Now, because I know this expenses change, I like to use phrasing like estimated. So these are my estimated expenses. So can I get a quick drum roll, please? 
And just like that, I have the total of my expenses in comparison to the amount that I earn. And if I'm being 100% honest with y'all, I'm upside down. Ouch. So this is why this is important, though, because now I've got to make choices and figure out where I can trim the fat. Now, if you're not like me and you need to figure out how to trim the fat, well, congratulations. You're doing your budget some justice. And I'll come back to you in just a moment. What I'm actually going to do, I'm first going to talk about, talk to my uh, fellow overspenders, if you will. How you doing, guys? That one hurt a little bit, right? I understand. I understand. So let's let's take a look at some things. Despite having been privy to some of the budgeting and personal finance uh, from my parents and whatnot that allow me to know how to do this and how to review my own finances month after month, year after year, and in time for tax season as well, uh, I am still human and I still make mistakes. That's the first most important thing. So understanding that we all make mistakes. See, I could have sat here and not shared my own information, but I wanted to make sure you understood that it is very much possible and it is unfortunate that we do make mistakes, but we have to fix those mistakes. That's what we do. So now let's take a look at some things that could get shaved off. I like to look at the subscriptions first because those, are they really necessary? I want to have to be honest with you. For me, I don't really think so. But I don't really spend a lot of time watching TV, listening to music like that. Uh, so these are not the things that I find to be essential to my daily survival. I like having them, but they are a luxury item. OK. And if I shaved off all of those things, would I be sort of back in the positive? Not really. Like it may balance it out just for here for to understand my income to expenses. But we have not even begun to quantify the additional expenses of the month. For those of you who have some money left over um, after after reviewing your basic uh, expenses, congratulations again. But also you are able to recognize that, you know, you have the ability to change a few things. This includes but not limited to possibly paying off all of your debt. So that way you don't have as much money going out per month as you've already had. How long would that process take? I like to break things down when it comes to like credit cards and things like that to, to understand my actual payoff timeline. And I will write that down. Now, it might not happen on the same sheet of paper because that sheet of paper is probably full. Well, at least mine is. <laughs> but uh, it is an excellent time to really understand how long that process would take. Now, there are certain gurus out there and, and whatnot who provide a uh, a sort of layout of how you can maybe snowball, you know, your credit cards and try to make sure they all get paid off and in a timely manner. And you can definitely look those up online. There are a couple like Excel spreadsheets that I personally like to use to look at the finances, look at how much is going out and see if I if it is at all possible to make that happen. But let me explain what a snowball is. So the snowball is taking your minimum payments. And then if you have additional funds that you can apply to those payments, you apply it to the card, either to the card with the lowest balance or you could do it to the ones with the highest interest rate. It's your choice how you actually would like to do that. But if you have excess fund funds that you are able to dedicate to paying off your credit cards and loans, definitely this is an opportunity to do that. When you snowball it, once you paid off one card, you take all of the funds that you were 
using towards that first card, you divert them to the second card um, or loan until everybody's paid off. You're still using the same amount of money every month to make sure that it all gets paid off. But also, I do want to say that if you are more so in line with where I'm at, now is also the time to maybe pick up a side hustle, maybe find something else to do to bring in some additional income for yourself, because that's what we are responsible for doing, because our numbers cannot remain like this if we want to continue to survive or make sure that we are paying everything that we have. I personally know where a lot of this came from, but I also know how to fix it. And I think that's what's also really important. And fixing it is really half the battle because the next one would be to work towards that savings. If you got that money left over, you're not paying on credit cards. You know, you're looking quite right, if you will, when it comes to your budget. Maybe you can pay for that vacation. Maybe it is time for you to upgrade your car if that's something that you would like to do. But then I will also beg you to make sure that you have a savings account. And inside that savings account, I would love for you to have an emergency fund. A lot of people don't talk about these emergency funds enough, in my opinion. That emergency fund is funds dedicated in the event that something happens because something will happen. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it will happen one day. And I want to make sure that you're ready and prepared and can make the type of moves that you would feel comfortable with should an emergency occur. I am talking about if your car was to break down, do you have the funds necessary to make sure that you could get it repaired? That should be money sitting inside your, your savings account. Do you have the money if you, let's say your roof needs to be fixed? Do you have that sitting in your savings account? There's a number of things that happen that, are, that will require things. So be sure to have money set aside for that. Some girls will tell you to make sure you pay yourself first. That's not what I will tell you. I really am sharing, you know, my own personal strategies, first of all, but also in understanding the simplest version of your budget, because not all of us have enough money to pay yourself first, let alone pay all of your bills. And so that's why we need to get a handle on our expenses early in the year, because my goal here has been to set the tone for having a strong, successful year. And having a strong and successful financial year is a part of that. That's why we need to get this handle on it pretty early. So that way we can we can make the changes and, and not looking to, to try to fill the void halfway through the year when you're already six months behind. We don't want that to be the case. Let's set a tone to make a difference in our financial futures by prioritizing our financial health. Let's build a savings account. Let's have that emergency fund. And you know what? Let's save for that dream vacation, that dream house, or that dream Lambo, if that's something that you really want. But to do all of these things, you have to know what's going on. You have to know what's coming into your account and what's going out. It's not easy, but I know that it is doable. So let's do the work to be our best financial selves. Thank you again for tuning in to The B Word. As always, this is your host, B. Alexander bringing you the best vocab jab podcast that there is to offer uh, with the B word. I welcome you always to connect with me on socials at I am underscore B Alexander. And until next time, I do ask that you be kind to yourself while being yourself and better yet, being your best self. Mm. Word.